Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I talk about the week that may be the biggest week in the history of pro wrestling. Think about it. I really do think it is, and we'll get Bully's opinion as well on today's episode. Plus, we talk about CM Punk. Seems like CM Punk is always in the conversation. But this time, it's not about AEW. It's actually about the WWE. And could he be part of the Fox family on FS1? And also, we talk to the president and owner of the National Wrestling Alliance. That's right. Billy Corgan joins the show to talk about their debut on October 8th. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Anybody listening to us right now, I, ha- I think, has to admit this is the biggest week because I can't think of one. You're a bigger wrestler, wrestling historian than I am, and I don't think you can think of one. There have been bigger shows. There have been bigger dates. But as far as an, a week is concerned, this has got to be the mother load of weeks when it comes to pro wrestling. Well, Bully, I, I think it's an easy question to ask, and and honestly, I think it's an easy question to answer because I don't know if you can go in any other direction but to say yes. If you look at what we're going to see starting tonight all the way up to Friday. And listen, we're going to be even joined by Billy Corgan, owner and president of the NWA, and they're starting their TV tapings today in Atlanta, Georgia. You know, the resurgence, the return of the NWA back on TV, and that's going to be a lot of what Billy Corgan's going to talk to us about. And then you look at AEW, this new toy under the Christmas tree that everyone's excited about. And is it going to have legs? And how big is that show going to be? And having an audience that has kind of detached themselves from pro wrestling over the last 15 years, that 18 to 35-year-old that seems to be in love with AEW starting their show on Wednesday. And then probably biggest of all is Vince McMahon gets his dream and that is mainstream attention, and they've gotten a lot of it. The WWE being on Fox weekdays, prime time. This is everything that he's probably ever dreamed of when he came up with the term sports entertainment. I can't think of a bigger week than the one that we're going to see this week. And with all the things that you just mentioned, Dave, I think you left out the most important um, thing that is going to be happening this week and probably bigger than anything that you just mentioned. What's that? And that's 
that's busted open going live six days a week. Oh, by if I let me tell you something, Bully. I I was good enough to be at the GoPro wrestling show on Saturday, doing some ring announcing and doing a meet and greet and talking to a lot of nation members. And let me just tell you, Bully, there were a lot of nation members at that show on Saturday, and everybody wanted to talk about this show going six days a week. And listen. We're going six days a week for a reason, Bully. We're going six days a week because we need instant reaction from everything that's going to be going on Friday nights. So you look at where this show started one day, one hour, to now three hours, six days a week. That tells you how big this week is going to be for pro wrestling. You know, last week you guys announced that uh, Dreamer is going to be on board on Wednesdays. Uh, adding him to the crew of yourself, me, and Mark Henry, six days a week. The the only wrestling radio show that will be live, like you said, three hours a day. I think Busted Open has turned into, or will be turning into, like the sports center of the entire wrestling business. Because where else can you get pro wrestling covered every single day other than right here? And even more so than a sports center bully, and I like what you're saying because I like that we would be kind of the hub because we are live six days a week. I think the biggest thing is the reaction from the Busted Open Nation, two-way talk and being able to call in and give us your reaction of the shows that you just saw as well. Because, Bully, as you know, sometimes my opinion is completely different than your opinion, and then you have Tommy and you have Mark Henry, And I think a lot of fans' opinions are different as well. And they're going to look at it in a different direction. They're going to look at it as what direction is this uh, franchise going? What direction is this show going? They may like some shows where we don't and vice versa. I think that's the biggest thing is that you're also getting reaction from the fans. And I totally agree with you because uh, as a fan of sports growing up in New York, I used to listen to a lot of sports talk radio. And my favorite part of sports talk radio was the call-ins from the people and the interaction, whether you were listening to like a Mike and the Mad Dog or anything on WFAN or any of the shows that I listened to. Um, Those callers for me made it because I believe it opened up the – you know, the, the, the talent, the, the hosts, the announcers to really, um, you know, answer the questions that real fans of those particular sports had. And I think that's what we do here. We, you give your opinion, my opinion. You're the super fan. I'm kind of the, uh, the analyst of the situation, like Dreamer and Mark Henry, guys that have been in the trenches. But then opening it up to our fan base in the nation, I, I think that's what makes it interesting. And I think that's, what, that's why so many people show up to an indie show in Jersey to see you. It's because they know who Dave LaGreca is now. They can relate to Dave LaGreca. I want to go meet Dave LaGreca. I want to hang out with Dave LaGreca. He's the host of my favorite pro wrestling, you know, talk show. And uh, that's why I say it's like the Sports Center. We're probably the only show that's going to hold the entire wrestling world, you know, uh, responsible for their shows and their actions every single week. And And I'm glad what you just said in reference to me about relatability. Because I'm not the Hall of Famer. I'm not the professional wrestler. And I'm not a quote-unquote pro wrestling journalist either. What I am is a talk show host and a fan. 
So I try to be as close to being that fan as humanly possible. I mean, I lean more towards the people that call into this show than with you, Mark, or Tommy Dreamer, because I've never performed in a ring. So I think relatability is a big thing. I'm not talking down to anybody. I'm not better than anyone that calls into this show. I'm just lucky enough to have the access to be able to do this show. But having you a part of it, having Mark a part of it, and having Tommy a part of it brings that credibility, but also that other side. And that's why this is such a fantastic dynamic six days a week. Because not only are we going to tell you what you saw and give you some news and give you a different side of it, but then for the fans as well to be a part of it. And, you know, the WWE, and we'll get into the WWE, obviously, because they're going to be a big topic over the course of this entire week, Bully. But they call it the WWE Universe. I love that we have the Busted Open Nation because we are all part of that nation. And the one thing I like about the show, Dave, is I believe we are a pro wrestling show, radio show, podcast, all these things that we are in its purest form. We're not guys that are going to lean on backstage chatter or spoilers or reports or he said, she said. We're doing exactly what our fans do. We're doing exactly what the nation does. We're watching it on TV and then we're talking about it on the show. And, and I like that. That's what makes us different. Okay, I'd rather I'd rather hear our opinions based on what we think and feel than get hearing our opinions based on well somebody backstage said this or my sources backstage report that. Uh there might be a certain area of the fan base that enjoys that, but this is this is as pure as it gets and that's why I I think this show has become so much fun and I'm really excited about what's going to take place this week because the most important word I just used there is fun it's it's gonna be one hell of a ride starting tonight with monday night raw and i'm glad you mentioned about like the rumors and innuendos and all and listen we we talk about that and we'll say just what it is hey this is a rumor that we're hearing but one of the big reasons bully and listen i get a lot of flack for this which i completely don't understand but i will always promote everything else that's going on in the world of pro wrestling. Like I, I love talking about JR's podcast and I love what Conrad's doing. And, and even like, you know, driving in today, I'm listening to Tommy dreamers part pod house, of hardcore podcast or Tony Schiavone's podcast or Taz's podcast. I have no problems promoting other products in the world of pro wrestling. Cause I do feel that this is a community and I want this community to get stronger and stronger. And Bully, quite honestly, I think the proof is in the pudding. If that way of doing business was something that didn't work, this show wouldn't be going live six days a week. I don't want to bring down the community of pro wrestling. I want to make it stronger. And it boggles my mind, Bully. And I'm not pointing anyone out, but it boggles my mind that people who work in the industry, their whole cause of waking up in the morning is to break things down and to harm it. I want to do completely the opposite. And to order to do that is to make everything else look good and look strong. And I think we've been able to do that here on Busted Open. Uh, I totally agree. And I would love to name names. And there are a lot of people out there who are guilty of what you're you were just accusing them of. Uh, p people who just need to be negative about the wrestling business at all times. And I'm happy to say, just like you did, we're, we are the complete opposite. 
There's too much good stuff going on in the world of pro wrestling to sit back here and nitpick on the negative. Because, Dave, what's negative about it? What's so negative about the world of pro wrestling right now? There is nothing negative. Look at what we're going to get this week. You're going to get the season debut of Monday Night Raw. And Raw is going to be upping their game. They have been in the past four weeks. On Wednesday night, we're going to get something that we haven't seen in 20 years. NXT versus AEW. And when I say versus, you bet your ass it's a versus because it's a full-blown competition and it's a full-blown war. Anybody who tries to tell you any less is lying to your face. And now on Friday night, we get the debut of SmackDown on Fox. It's And in between all of the other companies, whether that's Impact or Ring of Honor or MLW, or as Billy Corgan is going to tell us later on in the show today, the NWA, it, it, it feels like it was 30 to 40 years ago all over again with these territories. And that being said, I need to ask you a question about SmackDown because uh, I thought of it before we came on the show today. Do you think SmackDown being on Fox automatically makes SmackDown the A show? Yes. Automatically? Yes. It's the A show. Nothing. They don't have to prove anything? No. It's the A show just based on the access that everyone's going to be able to have to this show. This is not taking anything away from Monday Night Raw. I mean, at worst, wouldn't you say at worst it's equal? Like, I, I, or, you know, I don't even know now if you call it an A or B show. Would you say because of the history of Monday Night Raw and the perception of years and years of Monday Night Raw and then SmackDown now becoming part of the mainstream? I mean, I mean, you couldn't help but watching football yesterday and hearing SmackDown, SmackDown, SmackDown. At the very least, you would have to say they're equal. Uh, I, I agree with you. I just wanted to get your take on it. Um, it, it's crazy that just by the, just by the fact that more people are going to see it now makes it the A show. What if for those two hours, every Friday night, it's not as good as the three hours that we get on Monday night raw. Does it still stay the A show? Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. How about this? Mike Johnson broke this over the weekend, okay? And this is big because this is a name that always comes up when we're having conversations, and that is CM Punk. Now... We had a lot of conversation about CM Punk and the possibility of him joining AEW. There was a lot of people thought because he was a part of StarCast that we might see CM Punk at the last pay-per-view for AEW. Did not happen. It is very, very possible the next time we see CM Punk in the world of pro wrestling, it's on a WWE show on FS1. He has been doing some test analysts with Renee Young, with Booker T, Dave Meltzer's reported it, Mike Johnson has reported it. What do you think about the possibility of CM Punk joining FS1 WWE backstage? Well, there's so many um, variables in this FS1 show that I think we need to talk about. It's, first of all, what is this show really going to be? 
Is it going to be just? It's going to be a wrap up show for the WWE. They're not going Booker and Renee are not going to be talking about all of the other companies. No, it's no. going to be a WWE highlight show package, right? Yes, one hundred percent. What's the point of CM Punk going back unless they are going to give him an open mic and let him say anything he wants? What's the point of going back, unless it's an ungodly amount of money, what's the point of going back and just being a talking head for the WWE about the WWE, which is the company that CM Punk really has a horrible taste in his mouth about? It's, it's, an, it's a crazy dynamic because, first of all, I mean, as far as I know, he won't be working for the WWE. He'll be working for Fox. So, again, I don't know how much influence the WWE is going to have over what he says on this show because it is a quote-unquote Fox show. But you know, being with Renee Young and Booker T, that like you said, this is going to be strictly a WWE show. And I would have to think that this will be a pro wrap-up show for the... I, I, I can't see them, you know, criticizing the show that they just saw. I mean, I... Haven't we been, haven't we been here before, Dave? What was, the, what was the post-Smackdown show that they used to have? Talking Smack. And it was a pretty damn good show, wasn't it? Was it was very good. It's because they let a lot of the guys and gals just say whatever they wanted to. And in saying whatever they wanted to, I don't think Vince liked it. No. And it got pulled. Yes. So... Are Renee and and Booker going to be scripted, or are they allowed to get, say what they want to say? Well, I would hope to think that they're allowed to say what they want to say, and I don't know if it could be as quickly pulled off like Talking Smack was, because this is going to be a Fox product. Fox isn't going to be like, oh, you know, Vince McMahon, I'm sorry you don't like what's being said, but, you know, we've committed to this show. We're paying these analysts to be a part of this show. Now, maybe they'll have some influence. I don't know. But they won't be able to just, I don't think the WWE will just be able to snap their fingers and say, hey, we don't want this show on the air anymore. Or maybe they could change the show if they don't like it. I don't know. It's an interesting dynamic, especially when you're throwing a name like CM Punk around. And what's going to happen, uh, hypothetically, if Punk joins that, that broadcast team uh, or that, that wrap-up team of Renee and Booker, and since... Since Fox is hiring Punk, it's Fox who gets to dictate and discuss with Punk what or he will he will or will not say. But what's going to happen when they ask Punk his opinion of, hey, what did you think of, uh, hypothetically, what did you think of uh, Monday Night Raw, NXT, and, and SmackDown last week? And he says, I think all three shows weren't good, or he's very negative about a particular angle or storyline. You think Vince and the WWE going to go for that? No, but again, this is being produced by Fox, not the WWE. But the, the bigger the bigger story will become Punk talking smack about the product. That that will become your story. It doesn't matter what Booker or Renee say. As long if Punk says one negative thing, the clickbait every Wednesday morning will be Punk said this. True. Now, according to Johnson also, Taz is in the mix, Paige is in the mix, Rey Mysterio is in the mix, and X-Pac is in the mix. So I'm sure if the WWE has an influence, they may want to steer them in another direction in order to well, not have controversy when it comes to CM Punk. Or, or, and this is something that you might think I'm crazy, 
Could the WWE want something like this? Could they want a critical reaction? Hell, you just talked about the Cowboys. I'm sure all the radio stations in Dallas are are criticizing the Cowboys this morning. Does that hurt the Cowboys? Are, are, are less people going to tune into the next Cowboy game because everybody's criticizing them? No. Maybe they like the potential of, again, that you know, that realism of a sports show where actually the analysts are going to be critical of the product because that gets people talking and maybe even more people tuning in the next week to see if things get better. And if you're going to go down that road, who will it be easier to control, CM Punk or Taz? No, Taz is going to play a lot nicer than Punk will. Especially if... if, if, if I I only use the name Taz because I think that he would be... Uh, a good choice for that role. And like Taz an would be really a, t- t- Taz. I like because he's super opinionated, but he's fair, a- and he will play nice because he will know, and th- the role will be very definitively defined. Saying your job is to take the other side, no matter what Booker and Renee say, take the other side, but stay within the realm of the WWE. Can a punk do that? I don't know. Punk is a rebel. He's a, you know, he's a lone wolf. He's a wild card. And if you say, will the WWE like this? Will the WWE like that rebellious opinion, that other side of the coin? Yeah, you could get that with a guy like Taz. Hell, you can get that with X-Pac also. X-Pac is really good at speaking his piece and telling it like it is. But both of those guys who have you know worked well within the WWE, will be able to do what's needed to do, but still play by the rules. With Punk, I think it's such a wild card. I don't think the WWE is going to want that much of a wild card on that wrap-up show. So when, when Punk gets asked his opinion of, hey, what did you think of Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan in a street fight or whatever, and he goes, I got to tell you, man, that was the worst street fight I've ever seen. What becomes the headline the next day? It's going to be what Punk said about Roman Reigns' match. There you go. He, 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 take, he takes over by default. He becomes the focal point. Well, I mean, the other side of this is that from everything that I've read and seen, that CM Punk is done with wrestling and that he's done with fighting and that this is what he wants to do. If this is what he wants to do and this is him embarking on a new career path, is that the right, right way you want to go with things? Do you want to be super critical if they're asking you not to be? Again, I don't know. All I know is that the test stuff that he's done, everyone is saying has gone very, very well. If, if you Listen, if I'm punk, I'm not speaking for him. I'm just putting myself in, in his sh- potential shoes for a moment here. If Fox tells me we want to hire you independently, we want to pay you this much money, here's a microphone, say whatever you want to say. That's a no-brainer to me. Because now I'm able to talk about wrestling the way I'd like to speak about it. And I'd like to be honest about it. Just like I come on Busted Open and I speak about wrestling and I'm as honest and fair as possible. That situation... I'm taking the job, especially if you don't want to wrestle anymore, but you want to kind of be involved in something. Mm-hmm. And also in the back of his mind, it's an opportunity to 
to get back at WWE. Not that that should be the business there. It, it shouldn't be vindictive or, you know, you shouldn't have revenge on your mind. But in, with a guy like CM Punk who, who wants to say what he feels, he's not going to want any handcuffs. I so, would think not. Are you surprised because of the way the relationship ended with him in the WWE that even though this is a Fox product, that he would come back for something that's related to the WWE? I don't know why he would be interested in it. Maybe it's money and that he's not employee of the WWE. If if pe- Some people have been saying on social media, and I think you might have even said it too, Dave, where maybe this is a soft way you know, of, of getting him back into the mix. Kind of like when they got Hogan back in the mix when they put him out there and watched Saudi Arabia for the first time. Yeah. You know, you just kind of throw it in there. With a guy like Punk, why does he need to come back in a soft way? What are they going to do, run an angle on FS1 with Punk and, and Booker T? Well, it's different. Like with Hogan, he became an unpopular figure in a lot of ways because things that happened outside the ring in his private life. That's not the same thing with CM Punk. There is a pocket of hardcore fans that we talk to here on Busted Open, Bully, that were sour on Punk because of the way things happened. But if you're just strictly a WWE fan, you love CM Punk. Hell, you still hear CM Punk chants at Monday Night Raw, SmackDowns, and live events. So I don't need. I don't think you need to reintroduce him in a soft way because I'll, I th- I don't know if that's like the majority is has a distaste or a dislike right now for CM Punk. And if he's going to go be an analyst for this FS1 show, mm-hmm. don't you think he'd have an opportunity if he wanted to with doing color or play-by-play or analyzing for AEW? If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Dave Meltzer said this from his Wrestling Observer. He mentioned that although uh, there's a lot of speculation, obviously, about Punk, that this would be a Fox hiring and not WWE, like we mentioned before, and that Punk would like to get a Lesnar or Goldberg-type deal to come back and wrestle. And he also thinks that he doesn't think Fox would hire Punk if the WWE was against it. Fox and WWE have a brand new relationship. If Fox thought it was a great idea to bring in Punk and the WWE thought it was a horrible idea, where is the middle ground? Where is the happy medium? I mean, don't you think that that would be so early in the relationship to do something definitively upsetting to the other side? No, they, they, it would not happen. If the, if and and again, I don't know. I don't think bully it would get this far. Like I'm sure if there were names that wanted to audition for this show, and Punk being one, I'm sure the WWE has long. If we're talking about it, I'm sure the WWE's gotten wind of it long before we did. So if they were truly against it. 
and they contacted Fox and said, hey, we understand Paige is interested, Taz is interested, Rey Mysterio is interested, and Punk is interested. We would like it as a company. We love the other names, but maybe you should shy away from Punk. I'm sure Fox would be like, okay. So I, 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 I'm guessing... Especially at this yeah, stage. Yeah, especially at this stage. So I'm guessing, Bully, that the WWE does not have a problem with it. Here is the one reason why I think it could sway the WWE. And, and this is me just making an argument for the other side. How many people are really going to be watching at 11 o'clock on FS1? I would say probably maybe... If you're lucky, half the audience, a quarter of the audience, maybe? I'm going to say a quarter of the audience. Like, uh, obviously, Booker does a phenomenal job. Renee does a phenomenal job. But are Booker and Renee going to say anything that interesting on the wrap-up show that we're not going to be able to see with our own eyes? Well, I'm sure they'll be very entertaining, but what you're saying is if there's going to be something that, hey, I got to get Renee's take, I got to get Booker's take, I don't know about that. Because, again, I don't know what this format of the show is going to be. So if this is going to be just a, like a quote-unquote wrap-up show where, you know, not scripted, but th- this is, you know, God, I hate to say it, but, you know, WWE propaganda. That's what it's going to be. Well, if that's what it's going to be, then you're probably going to get a small audience, and that small audience is going to stick and stay. What was talking smack? It was WWE propaganda. This is a, a WWE show on FS1 with two of their, with, with a Hall of Famer and with, and, you know, with Renee, one of their announcers. Why wouldn't it be anything more than a, a wrap-up propaganda, an infomercial for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT? But Talking Smack did go somewhere, some places that obviously the WWE was not comfortable with. Vince wasn't comfortable with, and that's why it went away. But it's so. But we liked it because it was so different, and it went and it went down uh, a couple of roads that were, you know, got people talking. My, my original point is this. If Punk's on that show, does it all of a, all of a sudden become must-watch? If he's opinionated, if, correct. If, 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 if he's just if he's just playing nice, the, the 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 luster will wear off real quick. Now I'm wondering if he's just playing nice, and again we don't know the format of the show, but if he's just doing like a wrap-up show where he's coming off like a like a like a news reporter, just reporting what happened, then a lot of fans are going to probably be upset. Because here's a guy that left the WWE in a huff. You know, he had a lot of bad things to say about the company. Has stayed away from pro wrestling now for years. And now he's going to come back into the fold and kind of be a talking head for the WWE. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fans. And I'm not saying this is what it's going to be. But the perception would be, if that did happen, Bully, that a lot of fans would probably be upset, correct? I agree. And, and this is why when you mention those other names to me, I think Taz would be the best choice. Opinionated enough and still play nice. I could see Taz disagreeing with 99% of the things that came out of Booker and Renee's mouth just because that would be the role. Just disagree with everything and give a different point of view. Because in pro wrestling, you basically can give a different point of view on just about any issue. And I'm sure Taz, like what you're saying, is Taz knows the line. 
hey, there's a line here that I cannot cross. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold that line. I'm gonna, I'm gonna straddle that line. But I know not to go over that line. Absolutely. And that's and because listen, Taz uh, behind the announce desk did a phenomenal job with the WWE. Vince liked Taz because of that edgy New Yorker, that 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 harsh tone in his voice, and that he he had the guts to say the things that he wanted to say. So, I think Taz and and even X Pac. Those guys are the happy mediums. If I'm getting a tanned CM Punk, I'm not interested in all. If I'm getting a punk who can say whatever he wants with a live microphone, then I'm on board. Now, don't you think FS1 wants that? If FS1 is committing to a show and they're putting that time into the show, I'm sure they want some opinionated if you're throwing out a CM Punk, you probably want those opinions. Maybe they want this to to be a little bit critical so that people are going to tune in. I mean, if you and I came on the air every day and we just reported what we saw last night and didn't give our opinions and weren't critical of some of the things that we saw, why would people want to listen? They could get that anywhere. The reason that they listen to this show is because they're getting my opinions, they're getting your opinions, they're getting Mark Henry's opinions. So if they're tuning in and it's somebody like CM Punk that's quote-unquote controversial, I'm sure FS1 brought him in for a reason because they want some of that because they want people to tune into the show. But why would CM Punk want to go back and do any type of business that was WWE-related if WWE left such a bad taste in his mouth? If he's going to go back and be an announcer, a commentator, a play-by-play, a color guy, whatever it is. If he's going to be on the microphone, why wouldn't he want to do something with AEW? You don't think Punk and JR side-by-side would be interesting? It would be, but you know what? With everything that was going on with AEW, and he was very critical about the way that they were asking him to be a part of Double or Nothing, the way they asked him to be a part of All Out or All In. Like He he didn't like that they kind of went to the media, quote-unquote, instead of just, you know... Going to so, him. So what left a ba- worse taste in his mouth? The way AEW went about things or the way the WWE ripped his love and passion for pro wrestling out of his soul? I, I agree with you, Bully. But again, you have to look at it in this respect. If, if, if he... I'll, I'll, I'll bring it to you, Bully. You wanted to get into a part of being a, a talk show host. That's Sirius XM. You know, that's a major, major company that you are now a part of. Yes, it's busted open and you love this show, but you are now a part of the SiriusXM family. There's credibility behind that. CM Punk, he wants to be a broadcaster now? (laughs) He's working for Fox. Correct. And if he's working for Fox and he's allowed to be the CM Punk that was on stage at StarCast and speak freely about anything and everything in the WWE, sign me up. I am a Punk fan. I want to hear him be critical and honest about everything. Don't shit on everything just for the sake of it. No, of course not. Be critical and honest about it. I'm taking that all day long because now that FS1 show becomes must-see. Yes, it's going to take it's going to take all the headlines. He's going to be the focal point of that show just by default. But yes, I'm on board with that. If I'm getting a canned CM Punk who has to play nice, 
it's just it's just not for me. And listen, and and this is not listen. I'm not taking anything away from these personalities because I love them all. But if you heard that the show was Booker T, Renee Young, and Rey Mysterio, is that something that you're going to want to watch? Say those names again. I'm sorry. Renee Young, Booker oh. T, and Rey Mysterio. Is that no. going to be something that's no. must watch? No, because you're no. figuring it's just going to be kind of like. You know, a recap show where they're just talking about the show in a very positive way, and there's not going to be any criticism or opinions. You could probably say the same thing about Renee Young, Booker T, and Paige. Correct. It's, it's going to be just a recap show that's just going to tell you exactly what happened. But now, if I tell, and maybe with X Pac and Taz, it's stepped up a little bit differently. You're looking X-Pac's at it a little bit differently. X Pac and Taz are the happy medium. Yes, and you're looking at now. It might go one way or the other. You might say, "All right, this is going to be just a wrap up show," or you might look at that and say, "All right, I'm going to get some opinions here. I'm going to get some fire. I might get some criticism." But when I say the name CM Punk. Right away, you're going to be like, this is going to be opinionated TV, and he's going to be critical of something that he didn't like. If it's something different than that, there is going to be a lot of pushback from fans. They are not going to watch that show. I, I wouldn't. I, 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 don't, I don't want to see a guy like CM Punk just playing nice and Booker saying, oh, you know, I thought that match was good, and Renee going, yeah, I thought that match was amazing, and Punk going, I thought it was even better than amazing. I, what, what, what's the point? Who wants to hear that? And and I, like I said, let let Punk do what he wants to do. But I don't think the WWE is going to be comfortable with that. I mean, why would they be comfortable with that? If Fox turns around and says to the WWE, "This is something we really want," and unfortunately, you don't have say in it, which I don't think Fox is going to be that stringent. And now Punk is allowed to go on there and say whatever he wants, and he can bash the WWE. That's going to that's going to leave a really bad taste in the WWE's mouth right off the bat. That's not good. It's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And again, Fox is going to have a say, but then again, Fox doesn't want to get the WWE upset. It's going to be interesting to see what happens over the course of the next couple of weeks. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Or on demand with the SiriusXM app. Man, I'm really excited about this week for multiple reasons, Bully. Number one, we all know about AEW, NXT, the move to Fox for the WWE. But Bully, you know how I fell in love with pro wrestling. And I fell in love with pro wrestling because of the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. And this is a big week for that company as well. And to come on to talk about this and also to break some news is president and owner of the NWA, Mr. Billy Corgan. Billy, how are you today? Hi, thank you. Very, very exciting day. Great, great week for wrestling. So thrilled to be on. Well, obviously for me being a big NWA fan, you're going back to the roots of the NWA, which is studio wrestling. How exciting for you is having these tapings today and tomorrow and going back to how a lot of people like myself fell in love with pro wrestling and that's studio wrestling. It's pretty crazy because I, I started pitching this idea to uh, Dixie Carter, I guess, gosh, years and years ago. So to finally see it come to fruition, um, have complete control over the roster, over the creative, um, it's, it's a truly a thrilling day for me because it's a dream come true. Um, you know, I, I never got to see the, the matches when I was young. I, I only got to see what I saw on television. So that for me was professional wrestling. I saw the guys 
working unscripted and uh, and just letting it all hang out. And so for me, that will always be uh, how I, you know, that, that created the attachment that, that made me a fan for life. Billy, you said you had mentioned it to Dixie. Did it fall on deaf ears or did the process ever start to move forward? Uh, we actually had the, uh, many discussions about it. There were concept drawings, but like everything with that company, it, it, seemed to, it seemed to die somewhere between here and forever. Well, Billy, the next question for me again is where are we going to be able to see this? And we really appreciate that you've been able to come on to talk about it, but the name of the show is NWA Power. Where is this going to air? When, where can we see this? Right. It, it'll it, uh, new episodes will, will will premiere on YouTube and uh, NWA Facebook on six at six oh five Eastern on on Tuesdays. I love it, Bully. Six oh five. Perfect. Great idea. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and you know the the in some weeks we may, we may even release more than one episode depending on how we feel. But um, yeah, we we want to you know we'll be part of the regular programming in the wrestling week. Billy, talk about your roster real quick and how your roster stacks up to the other companies out there right now and why you might be excited for them. Well, I mean, Nick Aldis, Tim Storm, uh, James Storm, uh, Tom uh, Latimer, Bram, people know Allison Kay, um, Aaron Haddad, people know him as uh, Sandow, um, Rock and Roll Express. I mean, we got a lot of talent in the room, and everybody can walk, talk, and fight, so... This is the perfect environment. It's a hothouse environment. I mean, we really are going unscripted. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to because I, I, as much as I know what's going to happen, I don't know what's going to happen. And I know there's been a lot of talk about the talent that you have that people know about, but there's also some talent that maybe a lot of fans don't know about. And Ricky Starks is one of those names. I call him absolute Ricky Starks. I know that the, the ladies call him stroke daddy. But talk a little bit about Ricky Starks. Well, you know, he's one of those guys where you, you know, you, you look and you think, oh, he might have a future. And then you kind of almost talk yourself out of it. And then next thing you know, he does something. You think, well, there's only one guy in the wrestling universe that can be that guy. And he's that guy. It's like every time you count him out, he kind of comes roaring back. He's got, he's got the chops that, that stars have. It's like a, it's an, an indefinable quality. You just want to, you can't take your eyes off him. I can't tell you why he's going to be a star, but we just know he's going to be a star. That's awesome. And listen, I, I think for you today has got to be so exciting because a lot of people doubted you when you bought the NWA a couple of years ago and they asked the questions why, but how this company has grown, how people now know that the NWA is back and now airing at 6.05 on Tuesdays, there's there's got to be a part of you that, you know, feel like, hey, you know what? I answered the doubters, especially on a day like today. Yeah, well, I never had any doubt. Um, I felt this weird pressure. We've talked about it before, where it, and even was from some people in the in the, in the business that that if I wasn't spending a lot of money, I wasn't getting anything done. And uh, and uh, as as the man that uh, you know your co-host can can attest, spending money does not equal satisfying product, does not equal momentum, does not equal. Uh, look, ECW never had any money, and they had a lot of momentum. So things can happen. Um, money doesn't necessarily equate with success. I mean, every, the world will be watching, uh, you know, whether the investment of the Khan family is going to pay off and really revolutionize and create a new uh, kind of Monday Night War atmosphere. Um, you know, but I came from no money. You know, I mean, I have some money, but 
you know, I came from the ground up. So everything in the MWA is, is, is it's, we believe that we're going to win on ideas and creativity and talent and giving the talent, the, the tools to, to go out and be their best without sort of being constrained by, you know, the, the, the unwritten rules of wrestling. Billy, one of your albums sold over 10 million copies. I think you have more than some money. I think I, I think you might have more than me at this point, Bowling. <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, I hope you never suffer from his. I yeah. hope you never suffer from his disease. Yeah, I, I don't think Billy Corgan suffers from lack of funds, but at the same time, I have to. And I've said this to to Billy on the air before. And, you know, I know, Bully, you like to use the term chasing the hug, and I'm not doing it when I say this. As somebody who has loved the NWA like I have and had such a passion for this company and to see where it went and how far it fell down, the fact that somebody from the mainstream community like a Billy Corgan who grew up a fan just like we did, Bully, and was able to take this company that people are actually talking about it again. And that I can say that you'll be able to watch it at 6.05 on Tuesdays. Like, for me, as a radio host, to be able to say those letters, NWA, you know, Billy, for me and from a lot of fans, we say thank you. Because this is a rich history when it comes to this organization. And we are so happy that you were able to bring it back. Yeah, sometimes, like, especially on a day like today, I, I flash back to being a little kid watching Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher and Aaron Von Raschke on television. And in a million years, I never could have imagined that I would be involved in the business that they were in. But also, I, I could never have imagined that I would be able to pay tribute uh, to them by, by trying to rebuild this brand properly to where fans like us who grew up with the old school tradition can, can feel proud that it, it isn't something to sort of be kind of glossed over or, you know, seen as, uh, you know, literally like what happened in ECW, the, the, where the title was thrown in the dustbin of history. Um, we've taken that title out of the garbage, literally, and, and brought it back to where it's respectable. We have a world-class champion in Nick Aldis who, you know, has surprised a lot of people. Uh, and and it, it, it's, we talk a lot about sort of honoring the tradition of the business, like what it really means. You know, like what, 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 what business that those great legends built? Yes. It's a, it's a, you know, 82,000 people at MetLife stadium, you know, the McMahons and, and, and their evolution of the business and whether he now, whether the Khan family can evolve the business even further, these are all great questions, but you know, the, the, the relationship between a fan, uh, the, the talent in the ring and whether that emotional connection can be made and what, what was really built on the, you know, the, the backs of the Dusty Roads and the Ric Flairs and the Briscoes, you know, it's it just, it's sort of mind boggling, but then you're like, well, here we are, you know, we're, we're right there. And, and what I really love is the way we're going to honor that tradition is we're just going to turn it up to 10 and just let it roll. It, it'll be the, it'll be the wild, it's going to be the wildest show on, on, on TV, I can tell you. Billy, what's some of your real short-term goals for the NWA? What do you want to accomplish very, very quickly and, and win the night, so to speak, as you put it? Well, I think we have to produce content that, that you guys are going to want to talk about. You know, I, I think it's one thing to, you know, run your mouth and say, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to win the, you have to win the war of ideas. And so that's our first priority. If we can do that, then I think we could start pivoting to what would be the next step, which is, you know, finding a suitable network partner that's not going to ask us to compromise our vision, but is actually going to look at what we're doing and say, we want that. And that's one thing that people really need to understand is I could, I could have made a lot of deals along the way. I've been offered some interesting things along the way. Um, 
and I, I've turned them all down because I, I, I want a product that is completely in the vision that I have. I was able to build a business with my, my music life that had no compromise in it. And, and the NWA under my tutelage will never be compromised. And, and if we fail, it'll be because we refuse to compromise. NWA Power coming worldwide every Tuesday at 6.05 Eastern starting October 8th. You can see it on YouTube.com slash NWA or on the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash NWA. And we're so happy and proud that you were able to join us today. And good luck. And we'll be watching on October 8th. Awesome. Thanks, guys. You got it. Thanks, Billy. President and owner of the NWA bully, Billy Corgan. Really great for him to join us and, and break that news about NWA power. And 6.05, you, you couldn't have it at any other time, even on a Tuesday. And, again, their TV tapings today and tomorrow, and then the show debuts on October 8th. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I will not accuse you of chasing the hug on that one because I'm just as excited to hear about the NWA coming back because as a kid who was force-fed the WWF yep. back in the day, I was searching out that TBS station at 6.05 on, on Saturdays. Right, Dave? Yeah, I mean, that, that was, that to me, that was the show that you needed to watch was at 6.05 on Saturdays. And when you think about the NWA before Billy came in and bought it, the only way I can describe it is the NWA was in quicksand and the only thing left exposed was a fingertip because I don't think that that company could have handled any more. I, I don't want to even call it negativity because the NWA really wasn't surrounded in negativity. It just wasn't going anywhere. It was, it was dead. Let's let's and, and, it was dead. And it, yeah, it was. And every time it tried to move, it sunk a little deeper, much like you do in quicksand. And Billy was able to grab it by its fingertip and rescue it. And I think they're going to do some uh, fun stuff there, especially with Dave Lagana and the, and the packages he produces and the way he's able to use his social media. He put, you know, look at what he did for the 10 pounds of gold series. Yeah, fantastic. And here's the thing, like, and I meant that, a lot of people thought Billy Corgan was crazy when he bought the NWA. Because honestly, Billy, if you think about it, what was he buying? He wasn't buying TV time. He wasn't buying a roster of talent. He was just buying those three letters and that 10 pounds of gold. And what he was able to build in a very, very short period of time via social media and YouTube. Those were really the only tools that he had and even to have that NWA title, you know, defended or, you know, I, I, Nick Aldis losing that NWA title to Cody Rhodes at All In in Chicago in front of a sold-out crowd of over 10,000 fans, I thought those days were long gone. Long gone that you were to seen that NWA title in an arena full of, of 10,000 fans. But you know what? It happened, and now you're actually going to be able to see an NWA product. Uh, what I liked about one of his answers was, we, you know, when asked what his short-term goal would be, he said to force us to talk about his show, yeah. to put out enough quality content to force guys like me and you, and more specifically, if they're going to be airing on Tuesday nights, you and Dreamer will be able to talk about it on Wednesdays. So put out the kind of content that Busted Open has to talk about, because we don't have to talk about anything. We talk about the things that are, you know, are, are trending, that are current, that are topical, and the things that we find fun and interesting. And if something is not fun and interesting, we don't have to talk about it. Or we could be really honest about it and say it sucked. 
there's and I don't think we're going to be doing that with the NWA. There's a lot of things with, with you know when you look at the world of pro wrestling that you know you see other people follow suit with. You know, Ring of Honor I think does a great job. They have their pay per views on Friday nights at nine o'clock as opposed to Sundays at seven p.m. or eight p.m. It's different. It's unique. I love the fact that the NWA is going to be on at 6.05. First of all, it's just great. It brings, it, You know what it does? It takes those last two answers in that interview and it puts them together. I asked the question about the nostalgia of the NWA. You asked a question that said, hey, you know what? We're going to have to be forced to have Bully and Dave talk about that or Tommy and Dave talk about that on a Wednesday. When it looks at that 6.05, it's unique. It's different. It's not going up against anything. You know, it, they're, it, they're not going up against Impact Wrestling on Tuesday nights. They're go, They're not going up against anything. At 6.05, you have your own unique space and time. Give it a chance. See what it does. I, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for October 8th. And if they can do the right amount of hits on YouTube, they can always take that to a network and go, look, if one million people are watching our show, you know, every week, don't you think they'll tune into your network to watch also? So it's a good strategy by them. And it's completely different than the conversation that we had about NXT and AEW. Because we talked about NXT and AEW, and we talked about perception, about the large crowds, a sold-out, full-packed arena. NWA is not going to have that. They're going to be in a studio. Now, a lot of fans think, ah, come on, in a studio in front of 50 people, who cares? But that's the foundation of our business. Pro wrestling started... In a, in a lot of sense, with the golden age of TV. That's how people found out about it. And for decades, pro wrestling was seen in the studio, Bully. So for me, as an old school fan, I like the old school feel. This could change down the road. It could change, but I'm glad that they're having it in the old school studio format. And I'll give you an exa- a modern day of z- example of why it can work. Where is NXT filmed? In full sale. It's a small place that holds what? A few, uh, less than a thousand people. I think I'm correct in saying that. It's this. It's basically the same thing. It's a very small, intimate feel. NXT, in some rights, is nothing more than a studio show. Yes, it's not going to be a studio show like Georgia Championship Wrestling in front of a hundred people, or maybe what the NWA is going to do in front of a couple of hundred people. But it's still a studio show, and that's what will make the NWA different. I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.